0: my name is Panta Kalhor, and you're listening to Transition by Ponta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. How to get through a trigger? Episode 137, PTSD Self Healing Show with Jenny Rashidi, Health and Wellness Practitioner and author. We are here with Jenny Rashidi. She is a practitioner and trauma specialist and author. And I'm so happy to have her here again because um, we had a summit together and the summit was great. I love her interview and I asked her to be in, in her individual interview today. She had a book already published a call, Abundance, right? Beyond? Uh Yes.
1: Abundance Beyond Beyond Trauma. Yes. Yes.
0: Welcome to my show, Jenny.
1: Thank you, Pantaya. It's an honor to be here again.
0: Yes, Thank you so much. All right. Tell me about yourself. Uh, I know in Summit we didn't have so much time to talk about this, but uh, if you just Tell me what you do, what's your biography, and why did you happen to be a trauma specialist?
1: So I came from 25 years of severe physical, mental, emotional, uh, psychological, and sexual trauma. It came from my parents and then my first husband. And so what happened was I you know, ran away from home to try to get away from that at the age of 15. Uh, I was a straight-A student. Uh, luckily, I had amazing teachers that supported me in school. But the biggest uh, challenge I had was that there were no classes to teach me uh, how to deal with what was going on at home. So I felt running away would be better. So I learned how to live homeless. I met some uh, Vietnam veterans who had flashbacks. Of course, at that time, I didn't realize I had PTSD. And then it was through uh, living homeless that I actually met who would be my first husband. And what happens is if you don't heal the trauma that you've had, statistically, you may end up in the same situation, or worse, you may become uh, somebody who creates trauma. And so I ended up with uh, basically another abuser. And through that uh, 10-year relationship, I had two daughters. And by the time I was 25, I left that relationship and started a new life. And so I wanted a profession where I could essentially just take care of my children, but also be there in a way that I wanted take them to school, you know, events. So nine to five wasn't going to work for me. And so I began um, looking at different trade schools, and I became a massage therapist to start, thinking I'll just create my own business. I had somewhat of a marketing background. And then what I noticed was the clients that were coming in all had trauma, and they just started naturally releasing on the table all of their emotions And so I questioned, you know, am I the right person to be supporting these clients because I'm fresh into my healing. And now here I am 18 years later, and, you know, having gone through many other certifications where I would, um, you know, whether it was site case, some sort of process acupressure, somatic healing. Uh, I got into this, the science of Ayurveda to look at uh, more of the gut digestion, mental digestion, overall health and wellness to support my practice. And that's actually how I became a specialist in trauma, not only from healing my own per- from my own personal journey, but now supporting clients. Uh, So here I am today. I have a year left in my doctorate program to be a doctor of Ayurveda. And, you know, I've written my book, Abundance Beyond Trauma, in hopes to inspire others to awaken the healer within, because healing is possible. And part of what's in my book is the adhere process that I created on how to get through a trigger and heal that particular trigger And then there's also the I'm Triggered Pocket Guide along with different worksheets and a workbook uh, that goes along with it.
0: So tell me about um, uh, Ayurvedic um, (laughs) practice. I know I had some other interviews with other practitioners, uh, but uh, we never go deep into it. So can you just uh, tell me more about this and how did it work for you? Did you use
1: it for yourself? Yes. So Ayurveda is, it literally translates uh, from a Sanskrit word to science of life. And it's the original medicine that originated in India. So it's about as ancient as the Chinese medicine. And the basis of it is that we are connected with nature. So there's the five elements in nature, there's five elements within us, Uh, We call them doshas. And when those go out of balance, that's when dis-ease happens. And we see that in our world. Like right now I'm in California and we haven't had enough rain. Therefore, we're in a drought. We're experiencing the dis-ease of that lack of that element. Well, the same thing happens within our system. So I am a firm believer in the science of Ayurveda. One, because it helped me continues to help me and has helped many of my clients. So when I first came to Ayurveda, I had depleted my system so dramatically uh, with intense uh, dieting and because I used to be obese and trying to get down to that, um, you know, ideal number that the medical charts said I should be at. Along with all of the PTSD, hypertension, anxiety, depression that came uh, coming out of you know all of that trauma, and it had finally taken its toll. And um, I had an experience where I had passed out, and when I went to the M.D.s and they did the brain scans, you know, they couldn't give me an official diagnosis. In fact, they said I had a spell. That was the official diagnosis, and I thought maybe I need a witch doctor. I'm only partially kidding, but that's what I thought when I heard you know spell. So um, I looked up Ayurveda. Um, I had been introduced to it through a book that my husband had given me many years prior, and I went in to see the Vaidya, which is the word for Ayurvedic doctor. And his name's Doctor Jayarajan Kudi Kanath. So he is my Ayurvedic doctor and my Ayurveda teacher. And he spent 90 minutes with me. He looked at my tongue. He looked at my eyes, my nails, asked me um, various questions about bowel movement, digestion. Um, He took my Ayurvedic pulse where he just put three fingers, you know, on my, um, on my artery here. And he, you know, basically told me, okay, I have a plan for you. And I was amazed. No doctor had ever spent that amount of time with me and confidently told me that he had a plan. And basically there were many elements out of balance. And so here I am now, uh, eight, nine years later, and way more imbalanced than I've ever been and understand when I'm starting to notice those signs of coming out of balance and what to do to come back into balance, what foods to eat to stay balanced. And there are certain foods that will actually increase anxiety. They'll also increase depression. And so it's really important to have this information because it's one thing to maybe take medicine for certain conditions, but what if the problem is actually what you're eating is creating the dis-ease?
0: That's very similar to Chinese medicine.
1: There's definitely a similarity.
0: Very very similar, because as I see, then when you get back to to our ancestors, (laughs) they use the same thing. Because even in Iran, we have um, traditional medicine, almost the same thing. All uh, all of them look at the whole body. Mm-hmm. So they don't believe that you are at peace. Like everything, you know, all the organs are very related. That's what happened in functional medicine. So they don't do, a spec- they don't specifically diagnose something. They don't want to just go through the paper we try to go to whole system that's interesting yeah. all of them are very similar and that's why i love holistic medicine and i totally believe that holistic medicine uh, can uh, tightly work with uh, conventional medicine and um, we need both of them because even that's with conventional grade. medicine uh, there are some a very acute situation that you cannot uh, cure with uh, holistic medicine because holistic medicine needs more time. Mm -hmm. So you need at least 90 days, like 120 days, even more. I don't know. depends on your situation. So, yeah, that's interesting. I like um, the conception of... uh, this uh, practice, thank you so much. All right, so tell me about triggers. Again, uh, this is a very massive discussion and uh, most of the time I talk about it, but I think it still is not enough. <laughs> yeah. Everybody uh, triggers with trauma, and the interesting point is a uh, lots of cr- chronic disease happen because trauma accumulated in our cellular. Every piece of our body uh, remember our trauma. Yeah. Even if we try to forget what happened to us, but again, every piece of our body try to remind us. <laughs> and sure. uh, let's say, uh, when I talk to a homeopath about my asthma, and he, she actually looked at all the traumas I had in my life because I had PTSD. I didn't know, and it took me some time to recover. And then I realized that everything like, happens from those trauma that I had. Yep. So yeah, so interesting. So tell me about this. Um, what First of all, how um, how did you confront with traumas, your own trauma, and what do you recommend to others?
1: So my journey of trauma, when I came out of that first 25 years, every part of me was guarded. So in relationships, how I was living my life, there was always this sense of looking over my shoulder, waiting for the next shoe to drop not feeling like I could trust anyone for obvious reasons, you know, my trauma came from mother, which is our first initiation with any feminine relationship. Then it came from father, so first initiation with uh, male. And then um, my first intimate relationship, uh, consensual intimate relationship uh, was then also traumatizing. So on v- various levels, there was no trust and then I was just continually triggered. So what does that mean to be activated? In other words, somebody does something, you hear something, you smell something, you see something and all of a sudden you're no longer present or you have this reaction, which was my experience that upon reflection after the uh, reaction, it seems very uh, unresolved, almost even immature. Uh, Like maybe a child throwing a fit, whether it's visible on the outside, it was definitely understood on the inside, you know, how I was feeling. And so for me, when I say trigger, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to associate it with what you feel is under the blanket of trauma. It's any adverse life experience that was too hard to digest within your psyche. And I say that because a lot of people don't realize that they have many of these events and that's what's causing some of the issues in their life. So while it may not be as obvious as a full-on PTSD trigger, it could be just a feeling of something's not quite right, or I can't quite interact well here. Why is that? Or those topics where you're like, oh, I'll deal with anything but that topic. That that, those are the places that you know we need to look. And so, when I wrote my book, the biggest contribution I wanted to make was how do I give somebody help immediately? Because I wished I would have had that immediate help. And so that's why I created the I'm Triggered Pocket Guide to help get you out of a trigger, and then the adhere process that will help you heal that trigger. So. When there's a trigger, there's a disconnect that happens. So here's the event of trauma or something that was too hard to handle. And when it's too hard to handle, we disconnect, trying to cope. Well, that part of us is still disconnected. So here you are now, you're going through life. But what about this part of you? Well, it's still stuck in that trauma time loop or adverse life experience. So then here you are going through life, and then a, an event happens that triggers that part of you. So that unresolved disconnected aspect is now what's responding to this life event, but it's coming from a disconnect. So you're not, sometimes you're not even aware of it. So the idea with the adhere process is to look at that part of you that was disconnected, see what that part of you needs. Now, you know, trauma is this big thing that happens that makes you feel so powerless and small. So usually you're looking at a part of you that feels powerless and small. So I encourage people to get big, you know, so big that it's this um, guardian aspect of themselves that can look at the situation, look at that part of you that's disconnected and see what can you give that, that part of you that you're seeing. So it's all very empowering. You're giving it to yourself. You are the healer. You know what you didn't get because you're experiencing it on a regular basis when you get triggered. So the idea is to find those disconnected aspects because they're very active. And if you don't look at them, then th- those are the unconscious and subconscious uh, responses to situations that could have an effect long term um, in your relationships and your life. So I always emphasize the most important relationship that you have is with yourself first. The better your relationship is with yourself, the better relationships you will attract into your life. You know, and then those relationships expand out into the community and then the community out into the world. But we have to be willing to look at ourselves first.
0: Exactly. I really believe in it. Uh, And uh, we have to take care of ourselves. If we we don't love ourselves, we we can't expect other people uh, we can expect to take care of other people that have PTSD or dealing with trauma. So I need uh, uh, we need a few uh, second break and we come back and continue this. Please subscribe to Pontoy Calho Transition channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams uh Jinin, what i realize in ptsd and especially people with bipolar disorders i've seen um, they do a lot of over analyzing <laughs> so their mind is uh, always busy because they are trying to find um, to find someone for their guilt, but they always think that they're guilty, people don't um, don't have attention to them, so they try to analyze the situation all the time, and when I go because I've been, I had some uh, relatives that uh, uh, I could relate, so I can see their problem, so what happened is that they, they look at the situation, they analyze it, they relate other people to that situation and try to uh, find something out of it. And all the uh, things that they are looking after, let's say they are always going for news, bad news every day. Yes. So they are looking at, at uh, some, uh, you see, they, it's up to you, every day are news, right? So they go to something that uh, really bothered them, or <laughs> and they say, Oh, this is real. Yes, it's real. There, are all, all the time you can see bad things in the world. But uh, that happens with them because they're very sensitive and they try to solve other people's problems, but they, they still have their own problem. <laughs> and then when they, uh, and they, they're gonna be triggered, that's why they, they are poor. The bipolar, because as soon as they, they are triggered with a situation that they've been already hurt and uh, really bothered them before, uh, again they try to hurt to hurt themselves and try to analyze it and try it, and that's why um, there are some Severe cases that um, really bother others as well without knowing that uh, they are doing this. What do you think about this uh, personality and how? um, What is your solution?
1: So, when a client comes in, first of all, I don't get um, hung up on whatever the label is. So, from an Ayurvedic perspective, Uh, We don't diagnose uh, the way traditional uh, medicine does. And we look at, first of all, what is the uh, elements that are out of balance within each person. So you could have three of your family members in front of me and I will give them a different suggestion based on what element is actually out of balance the most that needs to come back into balance. So when we look at like inputs, food is one of them, water, our ability to breathe, and then perception. So you mentioned this, uh, you know, watching the news and always looking for the, the negative news and things like that. That type of counseling would involve looking at is that input helping you or making it worse? And the idea is to help each client become more conscious of their own behavior. So it could be that, you know, if they're overthinking, that would be an the element of uh, wind and space, which we call vata. It's all about movement. It's all about continuous thinking. But then if it's intense and it's got that fire behind it, that could be, you know, the energy of pitta. And then if, you know, if it's the, the lull, the other side of you know bipolar, then that means the earth and water energy, which is kappa, it could be out of balance. But like I said, each unique individual will have a different unique suggestion uh, and counseling based on what is specifically showing up for them. So it's not a one size fits all solution. It's very uh, individualized, you know. So I I would first start seeing whether or not they're open to Reducing the amount of news they're watching, not quitting cold turkey because the mind really doesn't like that, but seeing if we could find something else to fill that time with that could be more beneficial. Um, Then looking at different breathing practices that will actually calm down uh, the nervous system, the different foods that they're eating, whether or not they're drinking ice cold water, because that actually will throw a system out of balance, it dampens your digestive fire. Um, and you know then the various uh, counseling techniques and looking at what are the adverse life experiences that they might be uh, continuously thinking about in their mind and so like I said based on where they're at in that session so they may show up on a Tuesday and show different expressions and we'll work on that but then by the time they see me the following week we deal with okay, this is what's presenting itself now. So it's a very present approach.
0: And I see, as you said, diet is so important too. That's interesting because um, when you see somebody with mental problem or some disorders, uh, personality, you just think that, okay, he, she, he or she needs a psychotherapy or need some therapy but is not enough as you said that's interesting because maybe i see it, uh, in many um, of these cases they may have um, weight extra weight they may have some digestion problem they may have that's why they have anger issue because something is out of order Yes, Hormone is audible. Maybe if uh, they go deeply in their body holistically and find the um, physical problem in their body, maybe they they have much better comfort and they can help, uh, it can help them to relieve. And then you can work on their, uh, as you said, with your own methods and solutions, you can work with them as a psychotrop or a practitioner. Exactly. Yes. All right, Uh, can I see your book? (laughs) My book? Yeah. Wow, congratulations, publishing of this book. Thank you. Uh, So this is a... This was a
1: fun process. So it's abundance beyond trauma, discovering your courage for change and commitment to yourself. Now, if you can see down here, we have the fight, flight, or freeze, anger, all of the different things that come with trauma. And see, this is a only, well, if you study the elements, this is a very depleting place to be. That's why the soil is all dried up. So there's deeper meaning behind this. And the three flowers there, the flower themselves plus the color represents courage, commitment and change. So I had fun working with the artist uh, Amanda from Daylong Daydreams who created this. Uh, She was very fun to work with and yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just so unique. I like the uh, design, like it. So tell me about your website. Uh, you said you have a pocket, right? Trauma pocket? Oh, it's an
1: I'm Triggered Pocket Guide. I'm Triggered Pocket. Oh, so, if you go to the the back of the book, whether you're in the e-copy or um, the physical copy, you can find the I'm Triggered Pocket Pocket Guide which takes you into the ADHERE process on how to start healing yourself. Now, sometimes it might be a little challenging. So steps one through three um, are the easiest to use. And then if you're going to go deeper and you feel like, oh, I just don't think I'm ready for that, then I would you know, reach out. We could do a session and it can be done online or in person. Um, interesting story, I just had a client who had a severe um, near-death uh, car accident, and he got a hold of my book within 30 days of this accident, and he read Chapter 6, which is all about the ADHERE process, and by the time we had our introductory call, he said, Janine, I just finished you know Chapter 6, and I want to tell you I got behind the wheel for the first time today. And that was just from reading it, which was, you know, uh, very affirming because he applied exactly what he read and he had courage. He discovered his own courage and he got behind the wheel. So then by the time we had our session earlier this week, um, after the session, he said, for the first time, I finally feel like I have my power back. So that's just one of the, you know, many reasons why I wrote this book is somebody needed it and in that exact moment and it was it was useful and helpful.
0: Thank you for sharing this with us and uh, so this pocket um, is kind of a pocket guide. Is it a course or what is
1: it? No, no, it's a pocket guide. In other words, when you need it, you pull it out. So, you know, it used to be we'd oh. have something laminated maybe and we put it in our pocket, we take it out and read it, oh. but that's not I the day see. and age not we much. live in. Pocket, Not package.
0: okay. Yeah, pocket it's guide. Pocket guide, okay. Right. right. So it's okay. the
1: steps on how to come out of a trigger immediately.
0: Mm, immediately.
1: Right. Yeah, because that's the one thing I wish that I had. Something that I could reference.
0: So can you uh, give us some example of this pocket guide?
1: (laughs) Yes, I'll take you through it, actually. So let's say you're going through a trigger. The first thing you want to do is stop. Don't make any decisions. Why? Because once you're triggered, any decision you make is coming from a triggered place. That means those decisions may have an effect on your entire life. Never make a decision when you're triggered. That is the absolute most important bit of advice I can give. So number one, stop. Don't make any decisions. And then you have to catch your breath. One of the frustrating things I found when I was triggered is somebody would say, take a deep breath. Well, it's really hard to take a deep breath when all that adrenaline's pumping through you and you're ready to either fight or or flee or you're frozen. So you have to catch your breath. And so I recommend that you do two quick inhales because you're already having a rapid breath. So you do the and you keep with that until you can finally start slowing it down. So you're not making decisions. You're doing two quick inhales, long exhale. And then you want to make sure that you're giving the mind something to do because it either wants to fight, it wants to run away, or it's frozen. So we need to keep the eyes moving and give the mind something to do. So that's when you want to locate. Locate three objects or something that's living that represents this time and space. So in my office, there's a plant that grows on the ceiling. I have water in my teacup, and I can see the beautiful tree outside the window that lets me know, okay, I'm in the present moment and I've had to move my eyes in order to locate these objects. My mind's been given something to do, my eyes are moving. I'm continually following my breath. Now, why is breath so important? Wherever the breath goes, the mind follows. So if you've ever been in an anxious moment, look at your breath. You're either holding it or it's already rapid. Once you calm it down, the mind naturally calms down. So the breath is the most powerful tool we have and the easiest to forget. Well, I love that. Now the third, the third step is to um, identify, identify your well-wishers. So that means people that you trust in your worst moments, people who know you get triggered, Um, And just by thinking about them, sometimes that will help calm you down. Um, Or there are people you can actually pick up the phone or send a text to, hey, I'm having a moment, need some support. Um, Or in my case, I didn't trust anybody. So I could not identify well-wishers. And instead, I depended on um, the ocean. The ocean felt safe to me because that was the place I could always just Give all of my traumas too. And so I would imagine the ocean, or I would have a video that I would pull up and watch the waves. And that actually helped calm me down. And again, you continue with the breath. And at some point, when your breath is under control, you can start breathing regularly. Now, those are the three most important steps. But now, let's say you'd like to actually heal whatever triggered you. And this is where the ADHERE process comes in. So the word ADHERE means to, to be true to. And uh, so it's an acronym for Explore, Discover, Heal, Integrate, and Relate. So the first uh, one is to explore. Explore what triggered you. And it could be a person, it could be a moment and really hone in. And in my book, there's an I'm triggered worksheet to help you really discover what were you feeling? What was the moment? Was it a sound? Was it a smell, et cetera? And then once you discover step two, what that trigger is, then you can start looking at what do you need to heal? So that's the third step. So um, let's use an example of fear that I use in the book. I would have a fear of abandonment within my friendships. And so when I did this process, what I explored and discovered was a three or four-year-old version of me who was left home alone by her parents. And so here she was disconnected because that's what triggers are, they're a disconnected aspect. And she's sitting here in this environment where she hasn't been fed, she hasn't uh, been bathed, and the scene is what my psyche has created. It's not necessarily an uh, the actual event. It's what has uh, basically accumulated because she's been disconnected for so long. So when I see this part of myself, I realize, wow, she really needs all of the essentials to be nourished and loved and she's not trusting at all and so there's this interesting um, interaction that will happen between your bigger version and the smaller version of you to figure out what do you need to heal and so i needed to um, mend her blanket that she had i needed to clean up the space she was in to let in light into that dark scenario um, I needed to bathe her, but in a very appropriate way, because the adults around her had been inappropriate. And I had to build a trusting relationship. So in this healing, I brought in um, some toys. And I just set a teddy bear there. And she grabbed the teddy bear. And I told her, hey, you can keep that. I promise I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. And eventually she came out of that um, darkness and into a field of wildflowers. And in my book, there's a beautiful image that I had um, an artist, Susanna Kervig, create for this particular healing. So now here I am, I've healed this part of myself, but now we need to integrate because remember it's been disconnected. So how do you integrate? Well, once it seems like you've given that part of yourself everything that it needs, then you try to do something that will allow a deeper connection. So in this particular case, I held her hand and we walked through the field of wildflowers and I watched her grow up until she reached the present age and then she merged into me. So the two of us became one. And the idea is to try to figure out how to do an integration, whether it's looking into each other's eyes, basically looking into yourself, matching the breath, until the two of you become one so that's integrating well now the the funnest step which is to relate well you're a whole new person you've now integrated with a part of yourself that's been disconnected for however long you need time to figure out who are you now that means the people around you will need to adjust as well and sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's not so subtle. Uh, So we've done, you know, we explored, we discovered, we healed, we integrated and relate. Now, I like to test things out. So always go back and test that trigger. Put yourself back there within your mind. Does it still have the same charge? If it doesn't have the same charge, you're good to go. And then we can start working with the breath to come out of that healing session. But if you are still triggered or activated, then you're going to go back through all the steps and you're going to keep doing it until it loses its charge. So in the case with the accident client, um, basically I had him go through in slow motion every moment of that accident as the car flipped over as he thought he might uh, die. And I had the the larger, you know, more um, higher self, so to speak, come in and supported him. And he's doing all of this, I'm just facilitating. And so he went from having flashbacks about this to, oh, I'm supported, I'm calm, I'm safe, I'm protected. And that's why he feels more empowered now and more whole.
0: Wow, I love it, especially <laughs> that you talk about the, that little girl, which was you, and then uh, relate, I mean, integrate, relate, that was so beautiful. I like this method. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I really enjoy talking to you and uh, hopefully uh, my audience can find your book and enjoy it, especially when they are triggered with something and they know that there is hope always and there are some healing uh, solutions that you can find and heal yourself and relate this to your body as well. Yes. Do you have any other words, anything to add? Um, Anything's possible. The healer is within you.
1: You might just need some support to awaken that healer within. And if that's the case and you'd like to work together, you can reach me at goodbytension.com.
0: Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Please subscribe to Ponta Calho Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better to knock your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams.